The deal is this. <laughs> tell you, when I was a kid, I read Dropper Anton Wilson or his real. <laughs> tell you, when I was a kid, I read Dropper Anton Wilson or his real. Real, 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 real. The unpissed. Real, 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 real. The unpissed. finished as you're all going to be practicing magicians i'm jeremy greer and i'm gary butterfield and this is days of future days of future cast the podcast Mm -hmm. where gary and i are going issue by issue through grant morrison's new x-men run this is the podcast on issue 121 uh we have wrapped up germ free generation the humans attack on the school has failed emma has freed herself and cyclops and a uh disembodied mutant brain named martha from the hands of john sublime martha killing john sublime in the process and as a uh as a big reveal cliffhanger at the end beast has shown has figured out that cassandra nova imprisoned xavier in her decaying body yep and this is uh you know we'll, we'll probably be the shortest episode of this podcast uh because of what we tend to talk about this is the nuff said uh issue which was a weird early 2000s gimmick that marvel did where every regularly produced comic uh came out with no or almost no dialogue yes um it was an experiment uh to just kind of see what that would would work i remember like i was getting comics at the time uh and it was immensely unsatisfying because i read through everything in like two seconds Uh, i just kind of flipped (laughs) through and everyone kind of i think there's cool things to do it i think this is one of the better enough said issues that i've read but there's also uh it is like fun to kind of set back and triply enjoy the art. Very little ends up happening. Um, and they just, they just go so quick uh, that it ended up feeling like not a good experiment. And that's maybe why they have not done it. They've only done it once in their whole history. Yeah. Uh, to me, I don't know. I, we, I don't think we've talked about this. I, my, I've always been pretty lukewarm on the enough, enough said stuff. I've only, uh, I've only read a couple of them. Like I think there was a, a Spider-Man and like a, a daredevil that I read that was enough said. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember liking the Daredevil a whole lot. I don't remember anything about the Spider-Man, uh, but uh, this one I like, and it's really just stri- strictly because of the art. Like it just, uh, we're we're it's back, beautiful. To, we're back to quietly, and he just does an amazing job with this like trip through the psychic plane, which you know, Gary and I are usually Sucks. usually absolutely fucking cannot stand, and uh, this works in a real kind of goopy, great like ugly kind of way uh, that is really really cool. And it's I, awesome. Like it, the art is beautiful. Yes. It it just it, it just it takes like a couple minutes to read. It's just it's very quick. Mm-hmm. You know, and and the plot stuff that happens here is important, but one thing happens. Yeah. You know, in terms of plot, it it has some details that add to characterization of these characters, but it doesn't add anything to the characterization. These characters like nothing is revealed because you kind of couldn't. You know, it wasn't so it ends up being like a, a, a beautiful artifact in that like there are many panels in which I would love to have original art from mm-hmm. from this, you know, and I, I could reading it again uh, for this, like I actually tended to skip it in my rereads or just skim it really quick. 
actually taking a close look at it this time, uh, you know, it is, there's a, a lot to enjoy about the art, but a lot of times for comics, like I am a real writing first, uh, person in comics. And I, I tend to really, you know, in stories, I gravitate towards dialogue, um, in general. So it ends up having kind of limited value, even though it is very beautiful and cool looking. Yeah. And I, th- I think that's fine. Uh, I, I think just by the way that you're talking, I think I may be a little bit more positive on this than you are. Um, mm-hmm. I, I really enjoy like the, like it's, it's, a, it's a definitely a gimmick. Um, but it's, it's like, you know, Jean Grey looking back and like sushing, um, Cyclops and Wolverine because they're about to do the, like this psychic thing, uh, t- to go into Cassandra Nova's mind and find Xavier there is just like, it's just full of small details that I, I really, really enjoy, but you're right. Like it's going to be an extremely short issue because I mean, we can't really talk about dialogue and there's very like, even though it's full of details and it's cool, there's only so many times you could be like, Oh, this is really pretty. Like, believe me, I did a yeah. cowboy bebop podcast. There's only so many ways you could say this animation is really yeah. pretty and smooth. As a, as a reminder for the people listening to this podcasts are an audio medium. <laughs> so, so, so just, it's really hard to present. Like if we were doing a PowerPoint about this run, it'd mm-hmm. be really easy to talk about this as is it's significantly more difficult it's 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 pretty difficult to do i would uh i would try to paint you a word picture as we go but you can just like down buy the issue for like a couple of bucks and just see the picture picture and it worked a lot better i promise it works so much better than what we're gonna do (laughs) picture pictures are almost always better than word pictures in my experience yeah Yeah, i agree like you really paint me a word picture yeah but have you seen an image (laughs) i love stephen king he can really paint a word picture yeah but images though have you seen a photograph yeah they're awesome have you seen a picture of steve Stephen King. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's got a weird fucking mouth. He there's, looks like a New York Cordy drawing. There's like, one picture of Stephen King that's scarier than like every anything that he ever wrote. Anything in, he's in, ever in, done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> weird. Um, um, so yeah, yeah, we start off. It's uh, Jean Grey, Cyclops, Wolverine, and Emma Frost. Uh, Jean and Emma are going into. Uh, Cassandra Nova slash Xavier's mind. Um, for some reason. I don't know what the shirt thing that Wolverine is wearing is. Can you zoom in on that for me, Gary? And just see he's like got this collar on his neck. No, no, he's, but he's like he's just been working out. Look at that first panel. He's got like a like there's there's sleeveless shirts and then there's shirts that turn into suspender. Oh, you're, yeah, you're right. He's got he's kind of got like a like a, a like a unitard under his pants. Yeah, on his back and a towel around his neck. Yeah, what so you? It's like, I think it's supposed to be like workout clothes. What, what are you doing, Wolverine? <laughs> it's pretty weird. <laughs> Uh, I like how short he's being drawn, though. Yes, yes. He's we're, on model. It's good to see Wolverine again. We're back on model. Yeah. Uh, weird tie. Wolverine has left the building, everybody. Um, yeah. They go in and, uh, you know, Neil, uh, excuse me, Gene starts kneeling down before the this weird, you know, Cassandra Nova body that they've got in this weird mechanical harness. And, of course, Emma has to, like, take a sip from her flask before they do this. And it's down to, down to psychic plane time. Mm-hmm. And the way that uh, Quietly generally does the psychic plane uh, is my favorite psychic plane stuff. I think the psychic plane should be trippy, you know, in general. Um, and this is extremely trippy and psychedelic. Yes. Um, this this panel of this swirling uh, bit of mixes of Jean Grey and Xavier's head uh, swirling inwards as he, she enters his head mm-hmm. um, has like shades of like Asher to it. Um, and his the inside of the brain is a Dark Souls level. 
Uh, so you might be very surprised by the Dark Souls vibes of this, this comic. <laughs> uh, Dude, I never I never really thought about that until just now, but you were absolutely fucking right. Like this, this It's the Dark Souls-est thing that's been in this, like, in X-Men. <laughs> this page where you see the, the tower coming out of the weird pink water and the green background, like, that's straight up fucking out of Bloodborne or, like, Dark Souls yeah. or some shit, God. Even even the doors with the faces on them. Oh, they fucking Elden like, Ring. Oh, yeah, when you get up close to that, it would attack you. <laughs> Elden Ring, come out already. I need you in my life, Elden Ring. <laughs> Elden Ring, where are you? <laughs> that, that's the alternative voiceover for the trailer. Elden Ring, where are you? <laughs> I'm going to get the lore hunter to record that and just put it up on his YouTube site and see how many people... Like, like I'll do the audio. You put it together in a video, just release it. I'm just like... Yeah. Every second of the trailer. I'm sure Sin and Richie have already done that, actually. I know they did like a 40-minute 40, 40 analysis of that trailer at yeah. some point. but Um... um so they're down here, they're both in there, and they're kind of speaking to each other with emojis uh, here. And uh, basically, they decide to split up. Yeah. Uh, they're trying to find Charles Xavier. Um, it takes a, you know, it, it, because there's no dialogue and you're so used to exposition, it is kind of an interesting experience reading this because you have to, trying to figure out exactly what's going on is a little bit trickier just because, you know, words are crutches to stories. Um, you know, but basically the idea is Emma Frost is going to try to get in through these Cassandra Nova doors in the tower. And, uh, Jean Grey is going to try to check out the tower, uh, the other tower that's across the lake. Yeah. I, um, there, there's going to be a lot of instances of this, like emoji use. And, uh, I kind of feel like it's a cop out. Like your whole gimmick yeah. is, is to be silent. And then you've got these characters using what it's literal, like a written language, even though it's supposed to represent a psychic language. I know that don't at me, <laughs> yeah. but I like, I just, I just feel like it's a, it's used as a communicative crutch. And I thought like to me, and I'm not like a purist about fucking enough said month or anything. Like I don't give a shit, <laughs> but like, if you're going to make a, if you're going to make a whole gimmick around no dialogue, like don't write fucking dialogue like this. Yeah. <laughs> like I feel like, like the idea is to communicate what is happening through art alone and not to have any exposition or dialogue. And then you put a fucking question mark in the frame. It, it's a it's a cop out. There's literal dialogue in the last page as well, which is fine. I yeah, that's that, that's fine. It, I think it just serves the story better that this happens. Mm -hmm. Like I, I, as somebody who's less invested in in uh, Nuff said month, Nuff said month is not our land bridges 2.0. <laughs> like we, we're neither of us are invested in it. I just think that this makes the story a little bit better. Mm -hmm. You know, and I I'm, I care more about the the arc of this than I do the gimmick. I think. I know I'm not saying you don't. I'm just saying for me, like it is a cop out. If they just start talking to each other. I probably would like the comic better. Yeah. So, abs oh, absolutely. You know? Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. If they were, if they were literal fucking dialogue, cartoon bubbles, like they were there with them talking, I would, I would, I would, this comic would be better for it. I believe. Yeah. Um, it does, the, the gimmick does not serve the comic. Yeah. And it's, and it's undercut. Like the gimmick is undercut because you have like Emma Frost, like pointing with a, you know, a Citadel tower emoji with a question mark and like a checkbox beside Jean, which is basically the dialogue, but not actual fucking human language. Yeah. 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 So you end up getting kind of neither. You don't get the fully developed story with the characterization and stuff that we want and you're not getting the gimmick. hundred percent. So it, you know, it ends up kind of being, oh, this, this succeeds in spite of the gimmick by rejecting the gimmick, you know? And that's, that's kind of what I feel like was the best you could hope for with enough, enough said month. Um, and, and just to, the, just to like cut off something that I've seen people say online before and everything. I like, I, I understand fully like how a comic book script works and that it's a, a writer is writing these frames and describing these frames for an artist to draw. And then as a collaborative effort, like I know a writer doesn't just write dialogue. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so just to, just to, just to cut off that, like, well, you know what actually comic books are. And I'm like, yeah, no, I know. I, I know I'm good. Yeah. yeah. But this is just we're, a weird, we're in not between. idiots. 
Yeah, like th- th- something to remember before you at me about anything is I'm not a fucking moron. Uh, please, <laughs> you know, like just you know, I I, I understand things uh, to a degree. I'm almost forty. Like I've read comics most of my life. Like I know that about comics. Just it's just shorthand. I think you know, um, it's shorthand. Like when you say like you know, there's it's it's not there's not writing in it. We just mean dialogue, and we're not using the word the right word, but we're speaking extemporaneously and quickly. So. There's some imprecise language. You think Apple would let me get away with calling this podcast something to remember before you at me is that I'm not a fucking moron? (laughs) (laughs) Episode 93. I mean, like, if you can have a podcast called Cumtown, I assume that the word fuck is not a problem. Oh, probably. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, So uh, they they basically split up. Here's, Mm -hmm. you know, there's some cool imagery. uh, The the faces on the doors zap Emma Frost, but she turns into diamond. It's cute. There's a little diamond emoji next to her. Um, and she attempts to just kind of push through while Jean Grey creates a psychic bridge uh, to go across to the tower. Really nice little touch. Her hair turns into a phoenix. Yeah, I like that a lot. Uh, for us, like that's really cool looking. Um, and basically for like a couple pages, they're just doing going to the goal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I do. Uh, a lot. At the top of this tower in the middle of this like psychic water or whatever like the the, the how it's crowned with like xavier slash cassandra nova faces with the weird bluey mm-hmm. like i'm using my telepathic ability eyes i think that's like again dark souls is fuck right like super cool oh totally the yeah. out tower of eyes mm-hmm. it's already like a dark souls thing uh so they zap her bridge she falls down into the water has to swim out um the faces are spitting goo at emma frost which is probably um, which but- is probably somebody's fetish yeah. Oh, absolutely. Spitting goo at Emma Frost already. You can't make that a title. Like, um, yeah, we don't want to step on I, any toes. Yeah. When she gets into the tower where Xavier is being held, uh, this is probably my favorite frame. Yeah. Uh, in the book is Xavier looks like uh, a, a little little scene MTV show called The Head. Oh, dude, I oh, love The, the head. head. Yeah. Yeah, man. The I head. love The Head. Fucking yeah. Liquid Television. You remember when they tried to bring back Liquid Television? It was all fucking terrible. Yeah. yeah. It was a time. There was a time and place for it, yeah. folks. And it was it was um, when like, I was twelve and kind of horny for that chicken Aeon Flux. Exactly <laughs> when Aeon Flux. When I was like, what if, what if there was a woman with spider legs that could literally wrap her thighs around my entire body, <laughs> like the uh, like the Christ figure from Blasphemous I am, wrapped around the cross. Like, I am thirteen and that rules. <laughs> yeah, everything about this is sexy and Beavis and Butthead killing frogs is so good. <laughs> I'm thirteen. Bring me the brothers grunt. I uh, <laughs> someone tweeted something the other day. I don't remember where I saw this, but it was like Beavis is Butthead's son or something, and I just listened, took a minute, like, excuse me, wait a minute, what? What was it? <laughs> that Beavis is Butthead's son, and it's not real. I think it was just a joke. It just, it just, for it just broke my brain for a little bit. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's that's a classic. I, I love that so much. Like, I think there was like somebody a couple years ago where like post a controversial but true thing or something. <laughs> it's like Beavis's Butthead's son. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, I love Beavis's Butthead's son um so but to describe xavier, xavier this, yeah yeah he's he's chained down in the middle of this floor again dark souls as hell mm-hmm. uh his head is gigantic he's got this big huge brain he's got his head in his hands and he's kind of surrounded by like fetish gear stuff like these naked mannequins with gas mask and leather on them and then like children's drawings and stuff it is a nice little and two crutches mm-hmm. uh at the top of his uh broken apart cerebro like wings um it's a really beautiful image there's a weird like telepathic spermy guy in a jar in front of him which is super mm-hmm. weird there's like children's drawings of family like obviously his mom and dad and stuff like that it's it's a weird and extremely striking image yeah 
And I, at first I thought the jar was the snow globe that she picks up, but it looks different. It's got a different shape. So mm-hmm. the jar is never really explained, which I love. Oh, yeah. Again, it's Dark Souls as hell. Yeah, it's just a jar, man. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. sometimes the jar is just a jar. Um, Jean Grey picks up the snow globe, and the snow in the, the snow globe are actually sperms. And there's a very funny, like, <laughs> look in Xavier's eyes. I know that's not what he's doing. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's, he's happy to see Jean. But if you think about her picking up this jar full of cum and him making that those eyes at her, yep, it's it's pretty pretty good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and now she's in the cumiverse. Like they're showing uh, the conception of Xavier. Um, this is his parents, and uh, showing uh, his dad the fruit of his dad's balls going to his mom's uh, fruit of the womb. So you know how weirdly uncomfortable it is when people talk about like. Like I've I've been in a conversation where uh my father-in-law has told me like oh I remember conceiving your wife. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I remember specifically the moment like it, there was yeah. apparently a football game or something. I don't know what was going on. I try to tune it out immediately as possible. Uh this is a level beyond that, right? Like this is not oh, hearing yeah. about it. Like this is seeing the, the, the <laughs> there's fucking semen go into the egg. If, is there anybody in your life that you have met personally that you would want to see this moment of? Because no, right? Like, no, you're not this close with anybody. There's not even anyone personally. Like, I don't even really want to see it for Xavier. <laughs> I mean, kid, kid, the way kids are born is gross. Um, I like when the fetuses get all angry. Like, that's one of my favorite little, like, really high quality art mm-hmm. in this. But like, I don't know. The way that babies are conceived is disgusting to me. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, both sides of it. It's not like a, a lady negative thing. It's also come as gross. I just don't like uh, don't like the the science of reproduction. No, not at all. Which is why I had my balls disabled. So, <laughs> so you could continue to talk about it for the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah, totally on podcast for money. Uh, <laughs> so, like, <laughs> yeah, the uh, but yeah, the, this whole this whole I don't want to see this of anybody from anybody at all. There's that uh, classic Patton Oswalt bit where uh, he was talking about the Star Wars prequels and how it's shitty that they just kind of explain the origins of everything. Mm-hmm. And he was just saying, like, when you're jerking off to Angelina Jolie, you don't want to talk about John Voight's ball sack. Sure. Yeah, you absolutely. Know, like, you don't want to know the origin mm-hmm. of things. Yeah. You know? Also, don't let your in-laws tell you about how they concepted your partner. Like, that's just no. conceived your partner. Like, I concepted is no. a totally different thing. No that's one should fine. talk about concepting people. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> or, I don't know? Or conceiving, <laughs> for that matter. Um. Yeah. And also, like, I always think whenever someone talks about the conception, it's like, you guys don't have sex very often if you can pinpoint it down to the time. I've always thought you know? that. Like, that's really strange, yeah. right? Like, I know exactly the moment that I, I put this inside of you because it's the only time that I put this inside of you. Yeah. It had to have been, like, a couple weeks apart. Yeah. Like, you, you're, you're having sex at best, like, once or twice a month if you can you can nail the conception like that. And it's just like, well, man, you know, if, if uh, I, you, you want to come from loving parents. Or. Especially you don't want to think about your parents fucking all the time. Like, it, it's probably healthier if they do. Or your partner is have has like a, a detailed spreadsheet about like the times that you were ovulating, right? Like that's the other thing that Ooh, could be happening. Yeah, <laughs> like, like myperiodfriend.calendar.app. I um nineteen eighty two. I hooked so. up with a um with a a friend of a friend's girlfriend one time. This is years and years and years ago, and um. I didn't know at the time that she was cheating on her boyfriend. I didn't know that I was the other uh, in this in this in this relationship. Sure. Uh, but found out shortly after we had hooked up, and as she started talking about her boyfriend, and I was like, "So is this guy?" And he's he's like, "Yeah, but you know, don't worry about it. It's on the outs. Like he's keeping okay. he keeps track of my orgasms, but he's not very good at giving me orgasms. So like the spreadsheet is basically empty, and I just. <laughs> <crashed>. Whoa! <laughs> 
God damn. Holy shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, what a goddamn weirdo. I mean, I was like, what? I, I, I just had so many questions. I, I was like, that, is that it? shuts down your brain. I mean, just like, like what? I think if somebody said that. <laughs> like telling a robot this statement is a lie like i, I think like just imagine being told that like right before you nut yeah it's, exactly ah uh, yeah what do i do with that is that a full or a half or a three-quarter like i need to know what column i'm going to put this on in today's date you know <laughs> good lord and then of course after she that. tells me that i have to like shut down excel and turn off the laptop so <laughs> <laughs> just like what was this menu planning baby don't worry about it yeah, baby no. I can't. I just use open office for my orgasm tracking. <laughs> of course. Fucking Linux nerds. Terrible at giving orgasms. Great at open source software. Oh, wait. They're not that good at open source software either. <laughs> oh, man. That's amazing. Oh, oh, don't worry. He tracks my orgasms, but it's not. Yeah. Don't worry. Don't worry. Like, Why was I worried? Like, like, so good fuck dude uh, that dude tried to like confront me later at some bar it was like i heard you've been messing with my girl and i'm like i don't know who you are who is who, have yeah. i met you before i also heard that you track her orgasms <laughs> on a, a microsoft excel spreadsheet yeah. and it's mostly empty Can so I, I think that if we're choosing who heard what about whom i win I know, definitely you don't know any weird facts about me so uh, oh, oh good lord so we go through that's incredible a couple of pages of uh, Xavier being uh, conceived, and uh, yep. what comes out are uh, not one but two babies, and mm-hmm. one baby immediately and one of my favorite frames in anything ever the punch punches the other baby in the mouth. It's so good. <laughs> there, a bunch there's a bunch of angry fetus content in this so couple good. of issues. That's really good. I didn't know I was so into angry fetus content until I started playing yep. Binding of Isaac a lot. But man, this is definitely like the point, right? Like this this is, was incepted in my mind a long time ago. Um, so, uh, the Cassandra Nova one, which is the one on the right, presumably mm-hmm. because the one on the left gets powers, yes. uh, starts strangling the other one with an umbilical cord who then flashes, uh, her with light, like the lighthouse, like blast her with lights from her face. And we cut over to Xavier's mom who is on the stairs and like has light coming out of her and falls down the stairs. Yes. Cause she's like, um, what it looks like to be eight or nine months pregnant. So Yeah. Uh, the snow globe, when you look at it, instead of little sperms, it's like little black like ashes. Mm-hmm. So maybe the presumption is, I can't remember, I don't think Xavier's mom died in childbirth or anything, but the presumption being this, that something bad happened there. Um, and she tosses the snow globe aside to help Xavier uh, at this point. And then there's kind of like an unclear panel. Like she basically dissolves the tower is how I read this. Mm-hmm. Um, it happens really quickly. She just says hi to Xavier. Xavier is just looking at her. And then it shows the tower, the tower a little closer, and then Phoenix floating in a bunch of rubble. Yeah. Kind of unsure, unclear, like, what is actually happening here. Um, yeah. Because, like, it's one thing to have seen this, uh, but, like, you know, all of our experience with Xavier trying to help people through their mental bullshit is, like, it's it's a process. You have to build walls. You have to hide parents. Like, you have to go through this whole thing, whereas the Phoenix seems to be able to just to come in and, like, oh, this, this citadel, you've built it for yourself. I'm just going to dissolve it. And then you're going to be okay for a little while after. Yeah. Yeah. It's basically you just play a Demon Souls level, and then you're good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so go, go to Latria. Yeah. That fixes people's brains. Kill, kill the false idol. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That'll get you access to Xavier's brain. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Exactly. Make sure you break. Make sure you pick up the uh, grindstone that you're going to need for the blacksmith in level two. <laughs> um. So uh, the 
we go back to to Emma who's struggling. All this goo is all over that's forming like alphabet soup letters. Mm-hmm. Uh, which then Jean Grey rearranges to say, hello, Emma, thanks for the help. Uh, just because Jean Grey took care of it, Emma Frost didn't. Emma Frost is petulant about this. They go to the beach where giant brain Xavier is washed up, and this is the psychic rescue has happened. Yes. Uh, we switch back to uh, Logan and Scott. Scott's got some headphones on. Logan's reading a little book. What's, uh, come out. what's Scott listening to right here, you think? What, what podcast? Like, oh, Coldplay. Cold, oh, Coldplay. Okay. I was thinking like hardcore history or... <laughs> oh, sure. That could be it. Tactics Monthly. Yeah. <laughs> Probably like some survivalist bullshit, you know. Yeah, the, the, the Art of War on audio tape. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but then uh, Jean Grey and Emma Frost come out. Jean Grey says, Professor X tried to kill his twin sister while they were both inside, still in the womb. We ought to talk. Yep. And that is the end of the issue. And that's it. Um, if you have enjoyed this podcast, you can show us that you have done so by donating to patreon.com slash TV. If you're listening to this on the, uh, I'm not going to keep doing that because that, we've already done that. <laughs> <laughs> if, yeah. if you're listening to this on the public feed, Merry Christmas, because it's D- December 25th when this comes out. Um, oh. And, oh. Uh, and thank you for listening. I think that's the most important thing. Yeah, we appreciate it. Ratings and reviews are uh, appreciated and uh, we appreciate the support in general. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Yeah, all of that stuff is good. Thank you very much. We'll be back in a couple of days with more new X-Men.